BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to the What We Said podcast. I'm Chelsea. And I'm JC. And we are excited that you're here with us today. If this is your first time, welcome. Please stick around. We really want you here. Please. <laughs> we have a great episode in store for you guys today that I think will help a lot of people. I know I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Very educational. Yes. Before we get into that, though, I wanted to give a quick little shout out to someone who rated and reviewed the podcast. We always really, really appreciate when you guys do this. It helps us out a ton. But I did want to say, make sure to leave your Instagram handle in it so we can like properly give you a shout out. This one is just, I can only see the like, you know, Apple username. So it's Joe's 151831. Nice. But I'm assuming it's a she, could be a he, not sure. But it says, best podcast out there. Chelsea and JC are so great together on this podcast. It brightens my day every time I listen. They are extremely entertaining, funny, and give such great, genuine advice. Their words always make me feel inspired to be the best version of myself possible and to put myself first. Listening to the podcast to this podcast has truly changed my life. Do yourself a favor and start listening. If you have not already, you will not regret it. Oh, Very touching. Thank you so much. Really, It's very thoughtful when they write out like a long thing. That's what so I'm saying. Nice. It's so nice. Like it's very thoughtful and it's really cool to hear that it the podcast has positively affected a lot of you guys. I yeah. mean, that was our goal when we started the podcast. And so to get that feedback really means a lot to us. So mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you guys want to be featured on one of our little shout outs, then go ahead and rate and review our podcast. It really means so much to us. And leave your Instagram handle. Yeah, and leave your Instagram handle so we can give you a proper shout out. Okay, you guys, today we are interviewing Alexandra Catalano. I think I said it right. Also known as Eat Cute on social media. Alex. I'm going to spell it. Yeah. E-A-T-C-U-T-E. Eat Cute. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Alex is a wellness architect, author, and recipe developer, and TEDx and motivational speaker. We are beyond excited for you guys to hear this episode. Through Alex's own health struggles throughout college, she kind of realized that college-age girls struggle with, like, weight gain, foggy mind, blow, insomnia, depression, and no one was really talking about it. And so she wanted to help because she kind of found out how to eat healthy and how to improve her own help, so she wanted to help other girls, and she even wrote a book about it, which is called From Beer Bongs to Broccoli, which is the cutest name in the world, first of all. And so through this episode, she talks about that, what advice she has for college-age girls, especially the ones that say, I don't have time, I don't have money, I don't know where to start, I don't know who to listen to. We talk about all of that good stuff. We also ask her about diet culture, sugar addiction, which everyone struggles with, and how to find the healthiest and most sustainable diet for you. And also to how to find healthy motivation, which is something I really liked that we talked about. Yeah. So I, th- I hope that this will help you guys, you know, motivate you if you are yeah. struggling with your health in any aspect. And obviously we can all improve, but I yeah. think there's a lot of people out there. And I know I was at one point just really struggling to know, yeah, what next step to take. So yeah, it's hard to take the first step mm-hmm. and, and hopefully this episode will help. So without fur- further ado, we have Eat Cute, AK Alexandra Catalano. Catalano. (laughs) All right, we are here with Alex Catalano. It's Italian, so she told me to say it like an Italian, but you got shy. I'm not close to my Italian roots, so (laughs) I'm gonna butcher it. You did great. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
Alex, we welcome to the podcast. First of all, we're so excited. This has been in the works for a while, and we're very excited to talk to you because health is a big thing that people ask us about. First of all, it's very confusing. So first, we want to talk to you about your journey to health, kind of what got you on this road. So can you give us a little background on when you first got interested in health and nutrition and all that? Absolutely. Can you guys hear me okay? Yes. I'm a very gentle, whispery talker. <laughs> so when I was going, I got into college at USC to study opera singing. Wow. Yeah. Which That's is crazy. Cool. Yeah. I paid like 60 grand to be really good at karaoke. But um, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll just do that now. Um, but I was studying to be an opera singer at USC. And when I got to college, it was like, I don't know if you guys will relate to this, but it was my first time away from home. You know, I went to a performing arts high school, so we didn't have a lot of straight guys there. So when I got to college, there was boys and alcohol and sororities and fraternities and all these things. And um, I got into a lot of unhealthy eating habits. I had an eating disorder when I was there. I was always yo-yo dieting. And I started to lose my voice a lot. And then I ended up having to unfortunately change majors because I just couldn't sing anymore. And that kind of spurred my interest into nutrition because... I just didn't feel good all the time. I was tired. I had foggy mind. I just felt crummy. And um, so I started reading books and I fell in love with it. And then I was, you know, trying stuff. It was just kind of trying to feel better for myself. I never knew it was going to be a career for me. And then when you start to feel really good, you want to share it with everybody. So then I went to school and I wrote a book. It's called From Beer Bongs to Broccoli, The College Kids Guide I to Health and Wellness. Yeah. And now this is, this is my life. Yeah. I love that. Well, we were going to say, when we went to college, well, we didn't go for too long, but when we went for a little bit, we both kind of went through that thing where I think a lot of people, you know, they know about the freshman 15, but they don't talk about the other stuff that comes with it. Like you mentioned, like the foggy mind, you're feeling sad, you're feeling a little bit depressed, you've, you have insomnia, and it's just like a lot of other things besides like the weight that you see my skin. Like I, we both yeah. kind of went through the same thing. Our skin was super bad. We were gaining weight. We didn't really know how to eat healthy. So your book, like you said, is aimed towards college girls. So why did you pick that specific niche? Is it just from your experience? Yeah. You know, it was a unique experience where I lived in my sorority house and, you know, I got to see how a lot of girls ate and had, I got to see the relationship with food. And I felt like, uh, you know, for me, it was something that I felt like I was kind of, it's, it wasn't talked about. Maybe now it's become yeah. more talked about, but like, I mean, you know, I, I was, terrified of eating. And we were always, all these girls were always on diets. And I heard us always talking really poorly about our bodies. And we just all had a really bad relationship with food. And I said, this needs to be addressed. And when I went to college, you know, health and wellness wasn't as big. And so for me, my resource was a magazine. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to do, you know, this diet that Cameron Diaz does. And, oh my gosh, you know, you're doing yeah. all the diets and then you feel like there's something wrong specifically with you because you can't get the same results. And you go, well, I'm doing what she said. How come, how come I can't look like that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Hmm, been there. <laughs> well, what, what advice do you have for those girls who are in that position? Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I think a lot of magazines, you know, it's they're trying to sell us products and things. And, uh, you know, what I believe, I, there are some products out there that I think are okay and, you know, can help, especially if you have a busy lifestyle and you're on the go. But I think ultimately, I like to empower people to consume things that aren't in packages. I think everybody has a different diet. Like, God, okay, you guys saw me. I'm four foot 11, right? <laughs> I'm Italian. Yeah. Um, You're four foot 11? I am four foot oh 11. I'm a tiny little woman. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, my, and my day is probably different than yours. Maybe mm -hmm. I'm, you know, sedentary to desk and you're out for the day doing things. So I think uh, assuming that there's one diet for every person is, is crazy. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. So kind of finding who you who you are, what works for you, bioindividuality, which uh, we it. talked about this earlier. We both went to the same nutrition school. So it's the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. It's awesome. So we both kind of grew from that, I think, and kind of realized it opened us up to this bioindividuality where it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, like I can't do what my neighbor's doing to get skinny. And even if I was doing that, it's like maybe skinny isn't even my goal. That's Maybe that's not even what I really want. Yeah. And I think part of it too is like you could look at somebody on Instagram and, you know, maybe they are skinny and they have like a six pack ab, but maybe they 
aren't healthy or they yeah. feel crappy or their skin isn't good. You know, for me, it's like a whole picture thing. So to, to yeah, really, like, exactly. what is your fit range for your body type for, for where, you know, where you're at in your life? Yeah, exactly. Right. And I, I would say the time when I feel like I was the fittest, quote unquote, and like the best, in the best shape mentally, I was in the worst shape I've ever been. Totally. I so, hear that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very common actually. Yeah. So we want to get your thoughts on diet culture. And a definition of this is that diet culture suggests that you are worth more or less based on what you eat and weigh, if, if people are unfamiliar with kind of what diet culture is. Um, so sometimes it gets hard because if you're wanting to improve your health, you know, but you don't necessarily want to stick to this insane diet or restrict yourself, like how do you find that balance and where do you draw that line, you know? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, for me, I just really go off of like how I feel. And and honestly, I think what gets people in trouble, and I think you guys will agree with me, you know, 80-20, right? So mm -hmm. it's like, I think a lot of people go like, I'm going to do this diet. It's going to be for this amount of days. And then I can do whatever I want. And I'm like, Ugh. to me, it's it's a lifestyle. It's forever. And so for me, it's just like planning ahead in the sense of, cool, okay, after this podcast, we're all going to go get, you know, a bottle of rosé and have some fun. But you know, knowing that the next meal is our opportunity to maybe clean it up a little bit, you know, have some salad, vegetables, fiber-rich things, and then we're back on track. So it's just, you know, planning ahead, allotting yourself to, you know, experience something, enjoy it. Because, God, I don't know about you, but I remember being so shameful about what I ate and beating myself up or just being like, oh, my God, I went off the rails today, so forget it. You know, I'll start Monday. The rest of the week yeah. just doesn't count. Um, yeah. Well, and that's what I – we were kind of talking about this last night because diet culture is, like, on blast right now where – I mean, obviously, diet culture still exists, but also this, like, anti-diet culture is going forward. And we're, like, we don't know the line, but also I feel like a lot of it is just shame and guilt. Like, that's where a lot of it comes from where you don't – and that kind of leads us to our next question because um, how do you find healthy motivation? Because a lot of people do start – like we were saying, we both work with clients and, and a lot of them come to us and say – I just want to lose weight. I just hate the way I look. Like, I just want to be fit. I want to – and then they, you know, go off on this list of goals that they want. And then halfway through, they realize that's not their goal. Like, their goal is actually to have a job that they love or their their goal is completely different. So how do you find a healthy motivation that's not necessarily like, I hate my body. I want to change. That's a good question because I think a lot of us, when I, we work with clients, the first thing you hear is, I don't like this and I don't like this and I don't like this. And I go, cool, cool, cool. But before we go into that, what do you like? What are you really good at? And I try to let people see, you know, there's a lot more that we can be proud of before we get to that stuff that we want to work on. I mean, gosh, we, we're all in the health field. There's stuff we're all working on, right? Like there's certain things that, and levels and things that I want to achieve in my wellness and fitness journey. But I like to always keep those positive things a part of that journey. And yeah, I think a lot of it, you know, before you can get to the physical results, a lot of it is emotional. And sometimes, you know, God, I talk to clients all the time that are like, I'm drinking the smoothies. I'm going to this class. I'm doing this thing. I'm doing this thing. I'm doing this thing. And then you're like, yeah, but uh, what's your relationships like? How much sleep do you get? And then they're yeah. like, oh. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. There's so many different aspects to health. And I think that's why it can be overwhelming, you know, yeah. to have – because sometimes I feel like that too where I'm like, okay, I eat pretty clean. I work out. But then, you know, there are other things that I'm like, ooh, I'm not getting the best sleep and this isn't that great. So sometimes it can be overwhelming to try and keep up with all of it. Oh, yeah. And so what I always tell people is like pick – one or two goals and just one thing at a time. Just be like, okay, you know, gosh, I would, my big goal is I'd like better skin. What are some things I could do to have better skin? Well, gosh, I don't drink enough water. Okay, great. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to just focus on the water one thing at a time. Because when you're like, I got to drink this water and then I got to do this meditation, I got to do this matcha, yes. you're like, ah. It's like, trying to become a different person yeah, overnight. Yeah, just quit your job and yeah, <laughs> like yeah, exactly. spend your whole life at home meditating. Yeah, yeah it <laughs> yeah. won't, and, and it won't stick. No. When you're trying to do so many different things like that, I totally agree. Yeah, it's crazy. So what do you say? This is – we also asked people on our Instagram because a lot of them, like I said, ask us like, how do I be healthy? How do I have motivation to stay healthy? And then we asked them like, why is it so hard for you guys to stay healthy? Like if – not blaming them. Like why is it so hard for you? <laughs> but genuinely, genuinely, I think we all struggle with different reasons why it's hard for us to stick to something. But what do you say to people? This was a big – I guess, excuse or obstacle is what do you say to people who say they don't have enough time to cook at home? It's a good, it's look, we're all really busy. I will, the first thing I say to people is, is like, 
cool, but how much time are you on Instagram? You know what I mean? Like, oh, are yeah, we, that's like, me. Yeah. yeah, like people say I don't have time. I'm like, yeah, well, um, you know, were you on Instagram for like two hours yesterday? Well, yeah, but I don't have time. Cool. Yeah. And there's, look, no shame. But like I always tell people where can you – Look, I my schedule is pretty crazy too. I try to find times to kind of batch things as much as I can. Um, so for me, it's like, you know, at nighttime, you know, maybe an hour or two before I go to bed, I might chop up some vegetables and throw them in the oven and let them bake while I go do something for an hour and a half. And then I'll just throw those in the fridge and I can put them in salads or in scrambles in the morning, you know, things like that. I think, yeah, because ultimately at the end of the day, a lot of stuff that's in packages, I think, you know, there's additives in there. And a lot of the additives for me, I don't care what diet people follow. I think whatever makes you feel good is is key. But sugar to me, it's in a lot of products. And that's the one thing that I think, look, if we're going to go have a piece of cake, obviously we're like, okay, there's sugar in there. Fine. Yeah. But to me, it's like, you know, I see my parents and they have like canned beets from Trader Joe's and beets are sweet, but they're added cane sugar in there. And I'm like, yeah. I want people to be more conscious about those things. Yeah. Being more aware. Yeah. Yeah. Being more aware. And I think that's a big thing is being more aware of like where your food comes from and the process of getting to your plate is like a big thing of that in itself. It sounds like kind of wild, but that in and of itself will make you eat healthier because it's like, okay, wow, this went through a very strange process to get to be this thing that I'm about to put in my body. And I don't even know if it's food anymore. Like it's really processed. Yeah. Just processed crap. Yeah. And the health industry is huge. So it's like, there's all these bars and things and keto's huge. So everything just says keto, but like, yeah, not all of it's good. Even if it says vegan, paleo, keto, whatever, a lot of it, you know, packed with sugar still. Yeah. Yeah, Packed with sugar. And uh, you know, you want to throw something, something you eat, you should want to throw, like not want to, but if you threw it on the ground, you'd want it to grow. Right. Yeah. So I think ultimately it's, look, we have to take care of ourselves. And if we don't carve out the time now, I think that, you know, we'll be paying for it later, you know, spending time going to the doctor, spending time online looking for skin products because, you know, we're not getting the nutrition we need. So we got to buy all these other products. So yeah, trying to do what we can, even if it's a smoothie and you make it the night before and you take it with you out the door and you, you know, you're getting all these fresh vegetables blended up. I think, you know, that's the best, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. All right, y'all, we're talking about something that Chelsea and I both love so much. We're talking about perfume and cologne, and more particularly, we're talking about Scentbird. Scentbird is a luxury fragrance subscription service for for perfumes and colognes, and it's a way for you to discover new perfumes and colognes without having to buy an entire bottle. I think this is so genius Mm -hmm. because how many bottles of perfume— I know I have so many bottles that I have never used the whole thing. Like, they just sit on my counter forever or in my— uh, underneath my bathroom sink, and I just don't use them. You can't get a good read on what you want, or I guess a good smell on what you want at the store because you've been smelling a hundred different yes. perfumes. You need to take it home and try it on. One hundred percent. So Scentbird has more than four hundred fifty designer brands for you to choose from. We're talking Prada, Tom Ford, Versace, Dolce and Gabbana, Cartier, Glossier. Gucci, so many more. Um, so you can try any brand you want, and it's the real deal. So basically how it works is you choose the perfume you want to try and then they will send you a 30-day supply and that's 120 sprays so you can apply more than four times daily for a month. So these things are a bang for your buck. They're really small. They're so, so convenient. I always Mm -hmm. bring them on trips because I don't want to pack a massive perfume bottle in my suitcase with me, but I can bring those in my carry-on bag or stuff them in my suitcase and they're a great way to, great thing to have with you when you travel. So we all know we love Glossier U, we love Gucci Guilty, we love Dolce & Cabana. Light blue. Light blue. So good. But you know what? You guys need to go try your own, you know? Our recommendations are obviously amazing all the time, but you know, you need to go experiment and find your own stuff. I'm sure there are a bunch of different other ones that we haven't smelled yet that we would also love. Yeah. So those are safe ones. Gucci Guilty one, I swear. I'm just like, that's my scent. I love it. You love it? Mm-hmm. And you discovered it through Scentbird. How I did. Awesome. Thank you, Scentbird. So with an exclusive offer just for you guys, you guys can get 50% off your first month today. So that is only $7.50 for your first fragrance. Go to scentbird.com slash what we said and use our code what we said for 50% off your first month. Again, that is S-C-E-N-T bird.com slash what we said for you to try your first perfume or cologne for just $7.50. Go check it out. So I have, sorry, I have a question. I'm going kind of back to the beginning of that where you're saying like batching out. And then what do you think is the difference between that and like meal planning and like 
you know, obsessively writing down what you're going to eat all week? Like, what what are your thoughts about that? Uh, you know, sometimes I, I a lot of people I work with, you tell them like meal, you know, they go meal planning. Yeah. But it's a lot of them go, well, I did it for a little bit, but then you know, it just feels like this huge undertaking where you have to be in your kitchen all day. You really, yeah. it feels very daunting. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, it's like, okay, I'm going to go take a bath for an hour. What what can I do while I take a bath? Okay, well, you know what? I have some vegetables from Trader Joe's. I'm going to just throw them in the oven with a little coconut oil and some sea salt and some garlic. And when I get out of my bath, I'll put them in the refrigerator. You yeah. Know, just like just see where you have moments in your day that you can schedule that in. Um, I think it's. I think it really helps. I love that advice. Yeah, that's a very good. No advice. more excuses, guys. We got to get the cameras. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no more excuses. <laughs> Okay, so while we're kind of on the topic of sugar and sugar addiction specifically is something I wanted to talk about because I think Chelsea and I both have a major sweet tooth and Mm -hmm. we love dessert. And I was just telling Chelsea last night that I feel like I always need dessert. Like after I eat a meal, I'm like, that's how I end it. Like I need something sweet. Seals the deal. Seals the deal. And I'm kind of trying to get away from that mindset because it's like, I don't really need that. And I don't want to be addicted to sugar. But how do you, you know? Let me say this. Okay. I also love dessert. Um, yeah. And for me, it's more of like, look, there are some people out there. They're magical people, really. Like my mother. My mom can have a half of a cookie. And she's like, cool, cool. Did that. Um, I have I to have. I understand. No, no, no. I think they're great. They're great. <laughs> you guys are. Yeah, I don't get them. But I'm like, oh, I'm going to have the whole box of cookies and then I might have another one tomorrow. Like I don't. And and a lot of us, like I always tell people, it's not your fault because sugar is insanely addictive. I'm sure mm-hmm. we've all seen, if you haven't, I think you should, Sugar Coated, which was on Netflix, but it's a documentary. I actually have I not actually seen it. Homework. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. It talks about the sugar industry. But essentially, it's, you know, they gave rats the option of cocaine and sugar, and the rats chose sugar. So that just shows you how. Yeah. Oh, I, it I is. think I have heard of, I read wow. something about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't doubt it. Now it makes sense why I want donuts every night. Yeah. yeah. And if you've seen it, like, if you've ever seen a little kid have like a meltdown because they can't have their treat, it's like a drug addict, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I need my fix. Yeah. So for, for people to, yeah, for me personally, my boyfriend and I gave up sugar four years ago. And it changed my life. And let me let me preface this. So wow. when I say we yeah, gave wow. up sugar, I still consume fresh fruit. I still use monk fruit and ste- uh, stevia and cooking and stuff like that. And I make desserts all the – I have dessert every night. And what I love about the way that I've done it for myself is I don't ever have that – I don't know if you feel this way, but I would have this intense guilty feeling – after I did it and I know I would beat myself up and I didn't – and, you know, a lot of times I didn't feel great after I ate those kinds of things. So, you know, I'm all the idea of like, yeah, let's have dessert. But I like to put ingredients in it that are like really awesome. Like you use a yeah. raw cacao that has magnesium. You can put a little pearl powder, adaptogenic herb powder in your chocolate. Like I make a fudge every night. I love it. Um, that I think is really great. And I, I don't have that guilt anymore. Yeah, I think – well, and that's kind of what we were talking about is – and I've noticed in my own life – When I go through time periods where I do make like healthier treats where it's like, oh, it's like an energy ball and it has cacao, like you Mm -hmm. said. But then the times when I'm like, you know, going out to eat all the time, we get treats and I'm like eating processed sugar. That's the time when I'm like, I want treats all the time. Whereas before I'm like, oh, I'll have a treat here and there. I'm like, oh, this, this calls for a treat. But when you're like eating it all the time, it's true. It's like the more you eat sugar, the more you want. Absolutely. Well, and a, a lot of people also said, like they don't like the way that healthy food tastes. And that was kind of something Chelsea and I were chatting about last night as well is that when you are used to eating really processed sugary food and then you do have something with, you know, a raw cacao energy ball, ball it's not Oh, great. it's just like crap to people. People yeah. get angry. They're like, this isn't dessert. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. When you, but when you are living a healthier lifestyle and, and you maybe are used to that, like Chelsea and I love like – just stuff like that or vegan yeah. desserts that maybe don't have that much sugar. Like we think it's so good and our husbands are like, eh, this is not that great. Yeah. So I'm what- like, you've got to try this cookie. And he's like, this is not good. <laughs> but you know what? To me, it's like, okay, let's say you're living your life on cocaine, right? Like a yeah. drug. You know, normal life maybe isn't as fun. But I, what I would say is like give yourself the opportunity. Like I always tell people – it was rough. The, like when I first gave up sugar, I had intense cravings. I felt really crappy. And as soon as I cheated and had that cookie, I felt great again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's just give yourself time. It is a drug. It's really hard to get off of. But I will say it's like uh, there's something really cool when you recalibrate your taste buds. Because for me, the first thing I noticed once I got over that was like fruit to me tasted 
better than it's ever tasted in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Like blueberries. Like I was like, oh my God. Like yeah. they're like Skittles, like to me. Yeah. Like cause Skittles. if I ever had something that was like sugary, you know, like if you've ever given up soda and then you try it again, you're like, ugh. Like Yeah, it doesn't even ugh. taste. So I think the reverse is 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 possible too, where you, you know, if you ever did go back after a while, you'd be like, this doesn't taste like real food. It tastes like fake food. Yeah. That's exactly and what that's I said I last feel, night. That's how I feel about cheese. Like, mm. I mean, I've been vegan for like four years. So I don't remember what cheese really tastes like. Yeah. So when I like even smell it or see it, I'm like, that is not appetizing to me in any form or fashion because I just feel like it's, I haven't had it in so long. So it's not something I miss. Right. It's crazy. But um, my dad is also the same. He hasn't eaten sugar in like literally 20 something years. Wow. Like, your dad's so cool. Yeah. And he, when he was, when we were growing up, we would have like birthday cake and he, would come up and smell the birthday cake. And he's like, that's all I need. And we're like, what? <laughs> and he would be like, and then he'd have his tote, like his like a super healthy bread with like almond, just plain almond butter. And we'd be like, ew, that is disgusting. He's like, this tastes delicious. And then the other day he had like, he put cinnamon on it. He's like, this is like cake. I'm like, that is not cake. <laughs> yeah, no, that's me. I'm yeah. that person. Um, your dad and I will be good friends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's really cool because you really do get to appreciate real food. And ultimately, you know, you see America is not doing so great. Like a lot yeah. of people are not healthy. They're not feeling great. And, and take fat and skinny out of the equation. It's more of like sugar is a big precursor. You know, a lot of sugar consumption causes inflammation, which is a big precursor to a lot of disease. So right. for me, it's, you know, it's really just enjoying real food and 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 look, I always tell people, experiment. You know, I have a fudge that I make. And some people are like, ah. but then they play around with it. They're like, oh, I added blueberries to it. Now I love it. Or I added cacao nibs. Like, don't give up. Like, right. you got to – because ultimately eating healthy shouldn't be a sad, miserable experience. And that's what I love about using spices and herbs and things like that to cook because not only they make things taste better, but they also have incredible health benefits. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. And I and yeah. when you went vegan, like I remember you saying stuff like that where you use a lot of spices and you're like, honestly, my food is so flavorful. Yeah, it's never tasted better. Like when you make stuff because it's you, you have to look for more options. It's totally. like you have to get creative. And it's, it is fun. I think a lot of people think it's daunting, but it, like you said, it is fun. Like once you start to experiment and get in your kitchen and actually start to like, oh my gosh, I can kind of cook something without following an exact recipe. It's like a confidence booster. And I think that's something our generation, you know – you know, it's cool because we're busier now, like, especially women. Like, yeah, us gosh. just ordering Postmates just barely. Yeah. We're like, cook at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, I get it. Like, sometimes yeah. we're busy. Like, we're trying to take over the world, and that's awesome. And and look, sometimes, like, especially college students, what do you do when you're relying on a dorm, you know? But, right. But I think a lot of times I tell people, like, I had a college where I had a little fridge. Did you guys have little fridges in your room or no? We actually Not had, our, like, a – we, we didn't a have a dorm, though. We had an apartment. Like, Oh, nice. Um, I don't even know. <laughs> that, that time period in my life. Yeah, you're like, trying we, don't, to bend. we don't need to go back there. Walked out of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same. But, you know, like, look and see what you have. If you have a fridge, you know, what can you, you know, can you do order imperfect produce and have it shipped to your house really cheap and you guys all chip in? Or do you go to a farmer's market? Or, you know, I, I think really investing in that because it's like, think about it. Like, I, I remember seeing a lot of college students. We'd go to Starbucks and we'd get a muffin and we we buy the, we spend the money elsewhere. So it's like, how right. can you get things that aren't in packages? How can you drink more water, more nutrient rich vegetables? Because I'm telling you, and you know, right? You feel it, the difference in how you feel. To me, it's night and day. Night and day. Like yeah. I didn't know. I'm like, oh, you're not supposed to wake up and have a headache and feel bloated every time yeah, you eat. Like totally. I didn't know that that wasn't normal. Yeah, I think it's a big thing with college age girls is bloat. Like I didn't realize how common it was because I always was bloated in, in college like every single day yeah and then I talked to other girls they're like I'm just bloated every day and I'm like why do we go around <laughs> living our lives bloated we just think because I had student like I had a client I worked with and she like finally after like her entire life like didn't feel bloated after a meal and she's like oh what like yeah. this is this is how other people feel like, yeah. yeah oh my god that's how I exactly. felt and when I took out dairy that really improved for me yeah at yeah. least but yeah I felt the same so how do you think that we can overcome temptation of unhealthy food. Like, do you think that people should get rid of all the junk food in their house? Do you think they should keep some of it around so that they can treat themselves in certain, you know what I mean? Like, people who are just starting out to maybe try a healthier lifestyle. I mean, the way I personally like to do it, and look, I think we all know, like, how we succeed. I think we have to have that real talk with ourselves. But ultimately, I love to 
really set up your living situation where it's like you open up your cabinet and you can't make a bad decision. It's like if you do that work and you clean everything out and you look, there's so many great companies now like Primal Kitchen or Siete. Like there's all these great spices and sauces. And God, there's a company that I love that makes like this um, tiger nut tortillas now and they're like so delicious. But Mm. it's like, yeah, like I really think take time to really stock up your spice cabinet where you have all these incredible spices in there, great sauces, great things in your pantry. So you just open it up and you go, I can have everything. Which, right. which I think is great because I don't want people to go like, oh, I can't have this. And, and if you know what's in there, it's like you start thinking about it. Like, yeah. I'm not, I just, yeah. It's like talking to you. It is. And it's in the other room. It is. It's like, Eat I'm me. still in here. No, <laughs> I, I agree. And I was telling Chelsea a lot of times, I mean, most times I try and keep everything in my, my house, you know, good ingredients and healthy stuff. And I was telling her if I had – there's these pepperoncini chips that we both oh, love so much. Good. And, you know, I have them on occasion. But I was telling her if I had those in my pantry, I would eat those right now. Yeah. But because I don't, I'm eating carrots and hummus because that's my option. And I love it still. And it's great. But if I had those chips, I would probably be eating those chips. And, and so I think it's kind of smart to maybe just not have them at home. Yeah. And what I always say to people, because like, you know, if you're a college age student, like sometimes you share a pantry and stuff like that. But what I always tell people is like, try to keep a section that's just yours. Like this is my drawer, my stuff, because like, you know, some of our significant others don't eat the same way or whatever. Like I just say, have your section where you can open that door and you're like, this is me. This is where I live. This is all my, my goodies. And take time to like shop around. Like you've got Thrive Market, all these great places where, you know, there are healthier versions of things that, that you like to have. So it's like, you like crackers? Cool, cool, cool. Like find the best crackers that have really yeah. good ingredients that you actually like eating that don't taste like cardboard and make you want to cry. Yeah. 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 Totally. I've tasted some of those. Yeah. Well, same. <laughs> well, going off of that, what you said, you know, like some of our spouses don't eat the same way or our friends or whatever. And that was something you were talking about. Like Chelsea's like, I've, there's been so many times where I've been the only vegan, uh, you know, in my group at a restaurant or whatever so and that was another thing that some people asked is like well my husband doesn't eat healthy or whatever so what is your advice to people like that you know that's always tough like for example my boyfriend he's from Nebraska and he's a very picky eater and there was she's like, a picky eater too. yeah hey hey I'm getting better <laughs> we do what we can right so for me you know it's it, you don't want to preach to that person and be like what you're eating is bad and shame them but I think it's fun to inspire things and get them in the kitchen with you if you can cook or if you go to a restaurant you know like find things that you're like oh here have a bite of mine isn't this great like share them like uh like a be in a positive place of like look have this and like with my boyfriend he was always like I don't want to try cucumbers I hate cucumbers and one day I just spiralized him and he thought there were zucchini noodles and he ate them and he was like these are great and I'm like, ha ha. Um, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Um, you know, they're like our children, right? Yeah, um, exactly. We have to, tra- you know, put yeah. them in fun shapes. But, uh, you know, it's uh, inspiring people to eat things and try things I think is really fun. And that's the fun part about food is it's so fun to like – that's why we travel, right? You get to try different cultures and see how they eat and, and trying the food and experiencing all those things. And I think sharing in that is, is really fun. Does that help? Did that answer? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so for sure. No, I love that. Getting fit and staying healthy always sounds a lot easier said than done, am I right? Well, OpenFit is bringing you something new that makes it even easier to never miss a sweat session. This is such an amazing streaming service, you guys, because you can't use the excuse, I'm just way too busy to get to the gym anymore. You lose the commute to the gym and let workouts come to you. You can choose from a variety of sweat-inducing at-home workouts from trainers like Hunter McIntyre, who was named by Sports Illustrated as one of the top 50 fittest athletes, or Andrea Rogers, founder of Extend Bar, which is my personal favorite. They have workouts that are as short as 10 minutes. You guys, I have done these when I want to get in a little workout but maybe don't have time in the morning or I just want to get my, you know, heart rate up because, I mean, who doesn't have 10 minutes? If you say you don't have 10 minutes, you're lying. OpenFit has changed the way I work out, and with our code, we said you can join me and JC on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Again, use my code, sorry, our code. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> we said, and start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit. When you text, we said to 303030, you will get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts and nutrition information totally free. Again, just text we said to 303030. Standard message and data rates may apply. Okay, so another question that we got asked or something that people complained about, I guess, is like there are so many different 
studies. Like, okay, you should eat this. Like, for example, it's like animal products are bad, but then other studies are like, if you don't eat animal products, you'll die. It's like, okay, well, what about, um, you know, like fats? Fats are really bad for you, blah, blah, blah. So like, how do you know how to navigate and pick like, what's the right way to eat basically? Because I think people (laughs) are just overwhelmed. Where It's almost like before no one knew what to eat and now everyone's like, okay, I don't know where to start. And there's what's right because everything's contradicting each other. God bless. Don't I know it? It's yeah. uh, it's really over- <laughs> it's really overwhelming. It is, and I think that that's kind of how I started with my journey. Is like I didn't know what to do, but I feel like the number one thing I think wh- whatever diet you have, I think most people are really dehydrated, not getting enough water. I think we could all, whether we're vegan or not, just get more fresh fruits and vegetables. I think that's a really great marker, and spending you know high quality fruits and vegetables organic would be ideal. And, you know, if you consume meat, you know, something wild caught for just quality, I think is great. And avoiding things in packages, even if it does say keto or paleo or whatever, like I just, I think you can't do better than something that doesn't come in a I literally this whole time have had this sitting on I know. I'm just (laughs) staring at it. I'm like, (laughs) it's a granola bar. You know what? But on the other side of that, I will say no shame to you. Like if it makes you feel good and you like it, all good, you know, all good stuff. I think that's the other thing too. I think sometimes we get so attached to like, well, like, this is the diet I should be doing. But we don't ever stop and be like, am I getting results? Do I feel good doing this diet? Right. Yeah. With integrative nutrition where we went to school, we got to, we talked about all the diets. And while I went through the program, I did all the diets. Yeah. And I got to see, you know, look, they were good and bad to all of them. Uh, But I think ultimately what I believe is there isn't one diet that works for everybody. And also like that can change. Like certain days I feel like, oh God, you know, I really am craving a piece of like fresh salmon. And other days I'm like, all I want are vegetables. Yeah. And I think just being flexible, I think we are always like plant our little flag in the ground. We're like, this is how I eat. And I'm like, "Mm, no, like experiment. And, and honestly, as, as we age and things change, maybe the things that were really working for you aren't working now and we have to kind of reassess. But, you know, I think being open and really, you know, it's, it sounds so simple, but like really like, what am I craving? What am I really feeling right now? I think that really helps. Yeah. But what if they're craving cookies? <laughs> right. I, I love where your head's at. Um, but I think I always ask people like, cool, if you're craving cookies, like ask yourself a few questions, like especially if you're a woman, my name my period. Oh, when you're near your period, serotonin drops. So what's the thing that gets serotonin up? Sugar and carbs. Yeah. So then at least I'm aware. I'm like, oh, God, I really want to cook. Oh, wait, I'm getting my period soon. Mm-hmm. So what can I have that'll be better, that'll help support that better? Yeah. Oh, you know, I'm going to make some sweet potato brownies with raw cacao powder. Cool, cool, cool. But at least I think being in control or being like, oh, my God, I'm really craving cooking. You know what? I'm really sad today. Why am I sad today? Oh, my boyfriend said something stupid. That's why. Yeah. You know, like just right. kind of Getting like – down to the issues. Yeah. yeah. And, diving deeper. And there are so many – substitutes to, you know, if you are craving sugar, a lot of times I'll do a date with almond butter. And I'm like, that totally satisfies me. Yeah. Like if I'm feeling like I want something sweet, that does it for me. And that's way better than, you know, eating a sugar filled whatever. Yeah. And you don't, let me, you don't feel guilty or anything after Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the goal because it's, I think we get into a really dark place when we're, you know, constantly feeling poorly after we eat, you know, and that guilt and, and, it's, it's yeah. not good. No, it's a bad cycle. Yeah. And I think you said this on your blog, which is like I think the main takeaway is like just be aware. Like you don't have to be a robot eating food. That's not what it was meant to be. It's like if you're aware of what you're eating, how you're feeling, and like I said, you or like you were saying, you go deeper and it's like, okay, I'm not only aware of like what I'm eating but why I'm feeling like this. Is it really because I'm guilty about what I ate or is it because I have like way deeper insecurities like below that? So I think that's a good thing for people to kind of start thinking about and kind of go forward from there. Absolutely. And one thing I I really – it's my mission in life is, like, to really make people excited about food. Like – and always look for new things. Because I think when we eat healthy, we eat the same things all the time. It's like every morning I have the same smoothie with the same ingredients. And it's like going to the gym and just doing the same workout. So I think it's like – you know, every time I go to the grocery store, I make myself pick one thing that I don't know what it is and I haven't tried. Like Romanesco I just tried. You guys – have you tried it? No. no. It's like – it's weird looking. It looks like a little pod, but it's almost like a, a cross between broccoli and cauliflower. And it's a fantastic oh. vegetable. It's a great source of fiber. And I wouldn't – you know, we always get the same stuff on our list. So I think just making food fun where you're like, cool, like I'm going to try this one new vegetable. Or like I just yeah. started using walnut oil in my salads and I freaking love it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just trying new things. Yeah. So someone asked, how can I take the first step to get better with eating? Okay. Yeah. The first step I would say is 
I think cleaning out a pantry would be the best thing to do. Mm -hmm. You know, like just really getting yourself set up to have everything. You know, a good good olive oil, like a good good fats to cook with, like a nice olive oil, cold press uh, in a dark bottle. Extra virgin is really important because I'm sure you've heard it, but I'm gonna say it anyway. You know, they found like a really good olive oil has the same anti-inflammatory benefits as ibuprofen which is pretty amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. I haven't oh, heard, I heard that, that actually. Oh, well, you've heard it here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So good oils, great spices. Like I always tell people like a Ceylon cinnamon is fantastic. Uh, it's better than the traditional one that everyone has called cassia because it helps balance blood sugar. So a lot of people that experience um, diabetes and stuff like that with blood sugar issues, Ceylon cinnamon has been really helpful for them. Mm. Nice salt, a nice pink sea salt, some pepper, some turmeric, really high quality stuff. I always tell people like as much as we love Trader Joe's, like Invest in, like, some nice spices, organic, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then good things like fruits and vegetables in the fridge. Well, and I think that's another thing is that a lot of people say that they can't afford to eat healthy. So can you speak on that? Yeah. So I think what's been – that's that's a really great question because it's one of the things that peeves me about health is, you know, I think a lot of times it's not accessible and, you know, people feel like, well, if I can't wear Lululemon and get smoothies at Beaming, I guess I can't eat healthy. Right. Yeah. So one of the things that I like to do is like frozen fruits and vegetables are a lot cheaper and and they're great, especially if you're somebody who's busy. Like, no, just get some frozen yeah. organic spinach for like a buck or two at Trader Joe's. Or even Costco now is recognizing there's a place in the marketplace for organic food. They're not doing it because they're nice people, but they're like, oh, like we we see that there's money to be made here. Yeah. Right. So I think <laughs> – Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like – cool. Like, can you go and get a bunch of like frozen fruits and vegetables there or just stock up on stuff and buy it in bulk? And websites like Thrive Market, I think is great. Yeah. yeah, Even Brandless is really great. Have you guys heard of them? Have not. I've, I've seen their ads. Yeah. But I haven't like looked into them. Everything is organic at Brandless and everything's three bucks. So I think that's that's great. And I like that supporting brands that are, you know, affordable and making health more accessible to everybody. And going to the farmer's market, I like to go towards the end and they're trying to get rid of stuff. That's a great way to try to. Ooh, that's a good tip. Yeah. At the end. I always go at the beginning. No, go at the end. They're desperate to get (laughs) rid of it. Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. So I think little hacks like that really help. And also, you know, really looking at your fridge and how can you store things better? Because I think so much money is wasted on food waste. Like we don't store things properly, so they go bad and we throw them out. Totally. Like avocados are going bad. Cool. Mash them up, put them in ice cube trays, put them in the fridge. Yes. Keep them. You know, uh, how do you store things better? I think, or really use your leftovers. So many people throw their leftovers away and it's a waste of money and it's not good for the environment. So there. Gotcha. This episode is brought to you by Cured Nutrition, a holistic supplement company based in Boulder, Colorado. If you guys are in tune with the wellness industry, then you have probably noticed how selecting the right CBD products can get a little bit confusing. Well, Cured Nutrition has made it easy. In addition to their 100% locally sourced Colorado hemp extracts, Cured also guarantees a rigorous quality control system. Fully aligned with complete transparency, they have even published the details directly onto their website, which is www.curednutrition.com. They have made it possible to harness the true potential of the hemp plant with the comfort of knowing that you are using the highest quality products. CBD is most commonly used for its calming, stress-relieving, and amazing anti-inflammatory properties. But Cured did not stop at CBD alone. They have created products for all aspects of a solid and integrated wellness routine. Whether you are looking for the trademark, maximum strength, full-spectrum, or THC-free oils and gel caps, or the CBD-infused cookie dough for on-the-go, medicinal mushrooms, aptogenic and cannabinoid blends for focus or sleep with Rise and Zen, and spot-treating salve, Cured Nutrition has all of your bases covered. Okay, so I have a couple of their products, but the, my favorites so far. Okay, first of all, the cookie dough on the go. Wow, very I good. Tried it I yet. put it in the fridge, like so it was cool. It was mm-hmm. like oh, so good. Also, me and my husband have been loving the Zen Calming Nighttime Supplement. It is like the perfect balance where it doesn't like knock you out where you're like oh I'm so groggy it just like relaxes you so that you can go to sleep and it has mushrooms in it as well as CBD so my husband has loved that and then I also love the cinnamon and honey like spice and I sprinkle it on my almond butter toast with some bananas maybe some chocolate chips if I'm feeling naughty but it is so good it takes I don't know when you were little, like if you ever made toast, you put like butter and then you sprinkled cinnamon and sugar. Yes. It's exactly what it tastes like. It is so okay. good. Highly, highly, highly recommend. If you're worried about jumping through hoops to get your hands on your own cured nutrition products, don't be. The company ships their products to all 50 states. You can find my favorite products 
the cinnamon and honey um, spices, and then the Zen Calming Nighttime Supplement at curednutrition.com. And you guys can use the code what we said at checkout to save 15%. That's curednutrition.com, code what we said. As always, we'll include a link to their site in the show notes. And hey, if you try them out, let us know what you think. What is your opinion on food combining? And like, do you think it's important the way that we combine foods? That is a really good question. You know, it's it's interesting because I've heard some people being like, okay, like for example, fruit. They're always like, it's made of simple sugar and water. Do not combine it with anything. It's Is that what you're talking about? With yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's best to eat on an empty stomach. But I, for me, I really just try to see how I feel after every meal. Like right. I love adding fresh fruit to salads. And I know like in the health world, it's like a big no-no. But I love it. I don't feel bad after I eat it. Yeah. You know, some people say like proteins and carbohydrates. Don't mix them together. I just think really look at your digestion and see how things are going for going you. For yeah. you. A lot of people have digestive issues, and I think the big reason for that is, you know, a lot of people are not really chewing their food. (laughs) They're eating Mm. while they're driving or they're eating while they're standing up. Right. Okay, yeah, that's actually a big one that I don't think anyone thinks about is, like, chewing your food. If you've ever actually tried to chew 30 times, you're like, I've been here forever. Yeah, no one will want to go out to eat with you. But your digestion will be amazing. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That's so true. You have to think about, like, oh, my gosh, I just literally swallow my food whole, basically. I'm like, two bites, swallow yeah. it. But you have to like actually chew your food because otherwise your stomach's going to be like, okay, I'm going into overdrive here. Yeah. I think that's the first thing is like chew your food, see how it goes. You know, look, if you want to have fruits, you know, because they digest quickly, it's better to have them on an empty stomach. Do that. Right. See how that goes. But I think if it comes between like that's what, you know, having like for me right now, like fresh strawberries in a, in a kale salad with a little mm. walnut oil I and sea salt. And salad. Oh, so do I. To me, I'd rather you do that than, like, maybe, you know, put some sugary dried fruit in there that have, you know, other things in them. Right. So, yeah. And you're right. It's all about how you feel individually because maybe food combining will work for a certain person and maybe it won't. And I've kind of recently been a little bit more conscious of it and I have found that I have less bloating. So I'm like, cool. Like, that's a good thing to know for me. I think that's that's great. And I I think it – look, I think it does help. Like, ultimately, we want to be – we want to eat something that's high-quality food. We want to be able to chew it up and digest it and get rid of what we don't need and get the energy from the food. But I think there's so much that goes into it, how you eat it, if right. you're stressed about your eating it. I hope this is – like so many people are just yeah. concerned about if what they're eating is right and then we're all stressed out. And, you know, I just yeah. – I think it's just, you know, really sit down and take – it's so important to take the time to chew your food and have a meal, you know, not in front of a TV. Yeah. I agree. We've talked about that before, like with being more mindful when you're eating is I'll be on my phone. If I'm eating alone, I'm like scrolling through Instagram and eating. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I ate that so fast. And I just was not even thinking. So it probably didn't chew it at all. And it's not like a experience. It's just like, okay, let's get this done. And the other thing I will always say too is like while you're eating your food, this is like you shouldn't be drinking water because you should drink your water 30 minutes before you eat or 30 minutes after because you're washing away the digestive enzymes when you drink water. But on a happy note, you can have alcohol because that's acidic. (laughs) (laughs) You've heard it here. Well, actually that makes sense. I I feel like when I go out to eat and I drink water, my stomach hurts more. Yeah. Afterwards. That's interesting. Yeah, I should do that less. So someone asks... How often can I cheat to not lose my progress? Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I think it it's it really depends upon, you know, like, look, some people are just how we're built, you know? Like, some people are t- – like, I have a friend. She is just muscly and thin, and she doesn't work out. She doesn't do anything. And then for – you know, I have some clients, like, you know, they go off the rails once, and they, they really feel it the next day. So, right. you know – and here's the thing. The one thing I will preface this with is I don't like to call it a cheat. I call it a treat because I think when we say it's a cheat, it has a negative connotation mm-hmm. to it. So it's like I'm being bad. You know, I right. think I think it's like – I think it's just being more conscious about like I'm going to have this treat and and I'm totally cool with it, you know. And you plan it ahead and you go, cool, I have this this one treat and then I'm going to go back to eating healthy breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And you just plan it out a little more as opposed yeah. to – what I don't want is someone to – and I remember this for myself – is I felt powerless. Like the treat had me. You know, I was like 3 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. I was like this cookie was like, are you going to eat me or what? And I was like, stop yeah. it, cookie. Leave me alone. Um, so it's just more of like being – if you're in control and you're just – you're choosing it, I think that's great. But if you feel like something has a hold of you, then maybe being more conscious about like, oh, maybe this isn't – this sugar is – I'm not a good candidate to have a once-in-a-while thing. Maybe I need to look for foods that I like and how to enhance them and make them healthy. 
right? And I think that's why it's so, health is so hard. And I mean, we've mentioned it a million times that there's just no right answer. There's no one diet fits all. You just, but I think the advice you give is really good about kind of just staying away from packaged things and like really just incorporating more fresh food into your diet. And that's something that Chelsea's taught me is like, you don't necessarily take things out of your diet. You add healthy things in and then it kind of I love that because a lot of people are like, I can't have this, I can't have that. And it's like, no, I'm going to have this and I'm going to have that. Like you, right. Adding in yeah. is a great And I'm going to add in fresh veggies and I'm going to add in like healthy grains. And it's like then, you know, maybe you the unhealthy stuff, quote yeah. unquote, kind of you don't have room for it anymore. Yeah. And I think just really getting excited about cooking and, and seasoning things the way you like it and be open to the fact that some, like, look, I'll tell you, I've made stuff that sucks sometimes. I like, I do an experiment. I try to make a pizza crust and my boyfriend was like, this is terrible. I was like, I know. Um, yeah. So it's just being okay with like, hey, it's all fun stuff in the kitchen and you should just, healthy eating should make you feel good and should taste good. Yeah. I love that. Agreed. I agree. Okay, so you have a lot of delicious recipes on your blog. We were looking at them last <laughs> night. And we're like, we need to make these. Yeah. So like, what is what is your favorite one that you can recommend? And then we'll link the recipe in the description for or anyone who wants to go make something that's healthy, easy. What's your favorite? My favorite is, and I know it's I'm not the original inventor of this, but I love a freezer fudge where you know I like to Ooh. take. Uh, a nut butter, some unsweetened cacao powder, um, a little coconut oil or coconut butter and melt it and uh, add a little monk fruit sweetener and some fresh fruit and cacao nibs and coconut flakes and freeze them. Okay, oh that, my gosh, sounds that sounds amazing. Delicious. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I think it's great. Some people who are used to like real chocolate are like, Ugh. but yeah, I think it's delicious. And what I like about it is you can really personalize it. You know, for me, I love putting like a fresh, I don't know, I think raspberry and chocolate just really goes well together. Ooh, so good. Yeah. Yeah. So you can put like a little frozen berry in, in each center of the chocolate and freeze it and it's you bite into it and the berry breaks and it's a fun party in your mouth wow let's make that tonight Charles we need to go get some ingredients okay I love that we'll link that below for you guys yeah want some fudge you said you have that a lot right I have it like every night it's bad yeah no it's perfect I love it okay well thank you so much for coming on the podcast we really really appreciate it where can everyone find you on Instagram give us your blog name and all that good stuff yeah so my brand and my blog is called eat cute e-a-t-c-u-t-e because no one understands I'm a fast talker yeah. they're like what <laughs> uh, and you can find me on Instagram at eat cute and my website is alexandracatalano.com which is my name amazing we will link Beautiful. it below thank you, you guys, so make much sure you check her out for real Especially if you're in college because I know you guys are struggling. Yeah. We've been there. We know because we've been there. Yeah, we've been there. Okay, if you guys want to follow us, you can follow our Instagram at What We Said Podcast or on the Apple Podcast app. Please subscribe to us. If you want to be awesome, give us a rating, leave us a review. And yeah, thank you guys for listening. We love you. And that's, that's what, what we said. said. Goodbye. Bye.